Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hello and welcome to this Discipleship Podcast. This podcast is part of our Foundation series and falls under our value of listen and do. Today we're going to be thinking about Scripture's command to be baptised, a topic that, as we'll see, naturally follows on from repentance and faith. Our scriptures today are Acts chapter 2, verses 37 to 38, and Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, and we'll read them as we go along. Today we're going to be thinking about three simple questions. Number one, what is baptism? Number two, what does baptism mean? And number three, who should get baptised? So let's start by looking at our first scripture, Acts 2, verses 37 to 38. Now, the context here is that Peter has just been preaching to the Jewish crowds on the day of Pentecost, telling them about Jesus's death and resurrection, the coming of the Holy Spirit and proclaiming the Lordship of Christ. And this is what it says. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's start with our first question then. What is baptism? The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, and it means to plunge, dip, immerse, submerge, sink, or even drown. Now, if you've not been baptised, that last one may make you a bit nervous. But very practically, those words show us what baptism is. It is the act of being physically immersed in water and then thankfully coming back up again. Now, although some churches practice baptism with just a sprinkling of water, that practice or description of baptism isn't actually found anywhere in the pages of the New Testament. In the New Testament, baptism always happened where there was lots of water. In Mark chapter 1 verse 10, describing Jesus's baptism, it says that he came up out of the water. In Acts chapter 8, verse 38 to 39, where Philip baptises the Ethiopian eunuch, the passage says that they both went down into the water and they came up out of the water. So if baptism is the act of being fully submerged in water and coming back up, let's think about our second question. What does baptism mean? The first thing to say is that baptism is a really important part of responding to the gospel. Think about how Peter responds to the question from the crowds in Acts chapter 2 that we read. They hear the gospel preached and they ask, what shall we do? And Peter's immediate response is, repent and be baptised. He doesn't say, repent and when you're further along the road in your faith, be baptised. He doesn't say, repent and when you learn enough stuff, be baptised. No, he says, repent and be baptised. And we see in verse 41 of Acts chapter 2 that those who received his word were baptised. The truth is that the New Testament puts repentance, belief and baptism together as part of one response to the gospel. But often in our present day church practice, we have separated them out. Now, the danger of doing this is that it dilutes the importance of baptism and it risks relegating it to an optional extra. But a bit like digestion is the natural follow-on from eating, baptism is the natural follow-on from saving faith. 
Now, just like digestion is not the same as eating, baptism is not the same as saving faith, but it is closely linked. And you can't really imagine having one without the other. But what does baptism actually mean? Well, on the simplest level, it is a powerful symbol and a powerful declaration. What is it a symbol of? Well, let's look at our second scripture, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 5. It says this, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. So what does this scripture tell us? Well, firstly, we see that baptism is a sign of our initiation into not just the people of God, but Jesus Christ himself. Verse three says that we were baptised into Christ. Baptism is a sign, a symbol of our identification with Jesus. Secondly, baptism is a picture of our union with Jesus in his death and resurrection. Verse 4 says that we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too might walk in newness of life. So going down into the water is a picture of your death to sin and your old way of life, leaving it in the ground, in the grave. And coming up out of the water is a picture of you being raised in Christ to new life. And thirdly, baptism is a picture of you being cleansed from your sin, of being washed clean. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 says Christians have been saved by the washing of regeneration, the washing of having a new heart and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And baptism is a picture, a symbol of that washing. So those are three key elements of what baptism means or what it represents. So that just leaves our last question then. Who should be baptised? And this is a nice, quick and easy one to answer. The answer is everyone. Everyone who professes faith in Jesus Christ should be baptised. That's what uh, Peter's command was in Acts chapter 2. And it was Peter's command because it was Jesus's command in Matthew chapter 28. And Jesus himself, of course, was baptised. Now, it's understandable to have hesitations and even feel nervous about being baptised if you haven't been. But baptism is an amazing thing. It will encourage and build both you up and the church. It will be a powerful sign, a declaration to unbelievers as to the transforming power of the gospel. But ultimately, it will bring glory and honour to Jesus as you listen and obey his word. Here's a few questions to think about. Number one, has this podcast changed your view of baptism at all? Number two, which meaning of baptism do you find the most powerful? And number three, if you haven't been baptised but profess faith in Christ, what's holding you back? That's all for this podcast. I hope you found it helpful. See you next time.